tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And we've gone around the world talking to creative practitioners. And today, we're stamping our creative passport in Greece, talking to our guest, Karina Cantus. Karina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Karina is a prolific author. She's got 14 books uh, written to date. She's multi-award-winning filmmaker. She hosts her own podcast. She's the proprietor, the owner of a great program called Author Assist. We'll talk a little bit about that. But Karina, I have to start with your very provocative Instagram profile. As an author, you say, follow for pictures and stories. If you love men and their motorbikes, you know, outlaws and magic, and then you've got unicorns and romance and starry hearts. Where do all those come together for you, Karina? <laughs> That's what it, that, that unfortunately, it's when you're a prolific author, you write in every genre, you don't just stick to one thing. So the first thing I ever wrote was a four book series about outlaw motorcycle clubs. And then I did a total 360 or 180 and wrote a young adult fantasy. So yeah, if you love motorcycles and sexy men, or if you love unicorns and magic, <laughs> you, you come to the right place. And who can't find something <laughs> in that spectrum? <laughs> I don't think there's any genre that I haven't written in at the moment. And I'm making it my own as I go along as well. I love it. Well, maybe that brings us to the overall creative process that you approach. I mean, is there something you say, well, today I'm going to be writing about road rage and men and motorbikes, but tomorrow I might be writing about something else. But no matter what, do you have a creative templates the wrong word, but a methodology, perhaps, that you say, this is the way I'm going to approach my writing today. It's whatever book I'm writing on. Sometimes I'm writing on two at the time. I won't start a project if I've got another project going. What happens is with me, I binge. I, I watch a TV show or something, and I love what it's about, and I love the genre. So then I watch all of the TV shows, all of the films in that genre. I read as many books as I can in that genre. And when I'm finally satisfied and feel full, then I will write my own book in that genre. So your immersion into the style and the genre and the, the tone of the writing is what's important to you to start. Exactly. Exactly. I've got to... I've got to catch something's got to catch my my passion and I've, it's got to grip me and I'm, I'm going to want have to watch everything to do like with the mafia when I read uh, a book on Wattpad about um, uh, mafia dark romance I was hooked I then watched all the mafia films you know the godfather all the other ones I watched the tv shows I watched and I read must have read about 60 books on, on Mafia. And then I wrote my own, making sure that mine was different to everybody else's, making sure that I didn't follow the normal, typical stereotype, um, bad boy meets a good girl, get married, have a baby, happy ever after. No, 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 that does not happen in my books. <laughs> That's right. It takes you a different path. I mean, is that a purposeful thing? I mean, you declare right yes. at the beginning, I am not following this formula. Exactly. The same with my fantasy. Um, I'll tell you that it's Lord of the Rings that inspired me to write it. 
but you won't find a hobbit, a wizard, an elf, a troll, a goblin. None of that is in my book. And yet it was his films and his books that inspired me to write my duology, uh, Illusional Reality. And then what do you do to market the books? I think on this podcast, we're also interested in the unlocking part. You know, you've got the creative story, you've developed the characters, you've developed the story arc, but now you've got to hit the send button and actually publish and market. How, how do you approach that? That's, that's a tough one. It's a tough one for any indie author, which is why I started uh, Author Assist. Um, you find your marketplace, you find out where those people that read those types of books are going to be on Facebook, in those groups, in fantasy groups, in reading groups. Um, you look for the hashtag fantasy on um, Instagram. Um, you put hashtags, making sure every social media post that you do uses the hashtags to make people find your posts. So fantasy, young adult, um, magic, um, romance. Uh, good versus evil, and and using the right hashtags to make sure that the people looking for those books are were going to find them. When it comes to Amazon, which is the number one, unfortunately, the number one marketplace for books, you make sure that the keywords you use are relevant to the genre that you're in. You make sure that the two genres that you've picked covering what you've written, but what people don't realize that you have another 10 different categories your book, excuse me your book could actually go into and that's another thing that i do with one of my services because people don't know that there are hidden categories out there and your book instead of being in those two little categories of 50,000 competitors with the same genre that you write in you can actually find a niche for your book and get into another category, in 10 in fact, and be so low with competition that you could easily get into the Amazon charts. It's right. what I call Amazon magic. <laughs> but um, to do well, that, I mean, after that- little unicorn and starry heart next to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ding. Um, after that, you can call yourself a Amazon bestseller because you have become a number one bestseller for that category, even if it is a niche, even if it is small, your book still fits in that category. When you're in the number one, number five, number 10, into uh, the hundreds of an Amazon chart, then Amazon will show your book more. So it is a good thing if you're using Amazon for your book to actually have those categories. That's a really important um, thing to know. The hashtags to use on every social media post is very important. If you're not into TikTok, if you're not into um, Pinterest, if you stick to one or two platforms like Facebook, like Twitter, then use them. Don't just dump your stuff on there and run. Use them, get to know people, start talking, get asking questions. You need to be able to make that connection to these people before they become your readers. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're really describing a one-on-one -on -one you know, they're a reader, you're talking to one person who might pick up your book. You don't exactly. try to get the world. You can, I mean, that, that one person is representing thousands of people, but that one person is being chased after by thousands of authors. 
So you've got to do something to step up. You've got to step up your game. You've got to do something unusual. You've got to be out of the box for people to notice your book and to notice who you are. Mm -hmm. And Karina, uh, this let me turn that inside out for a second, because I think about your own sort of coaching and counseling and the way you work with authors. In your podcast, Behind the Pen, you talk one-on-one -on -one to authors who you know are in the business trying to be successful. In your uh, program, Author Assist, you also work one-on-one. -on -one. I guess I compare and contrast that to the Here's all the advice YouTubes that we could all, you know, find on how to write a bestseller and how to promote it. But you really take a, a more personal approach, I think. I think uh, I, I've been, I'm on lots of panels. You can find me on lots of panels, on lots of um, talk shows uh, where I talk about author assist and I answer these marketing and promotion questions that people are sending in. Um, from author assist itself, I do do one-on-one -on -one training and one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls like this, where I can show them how to use a software that they really need as an author, but they have no idea how to use. With author assist, I have like a, it's like a, what would you call it, pick and mix, about 30 different uh, services and people can go well I want one of those I want one of those and I want one of those and they'll come back to me can you do a book trailer for me can you uh, show me how to do this can you um, my book is coming out next week can you promote it for me for the weekend you know so there's so many different services for people to pick when they want help with a certain item a certain uh, part of the publishing or the marketing process or they hire me for a full month and then I do basically everything and we start from scratch and we go through the social media, have a look at their website and do go from scratch and go through and make sure everything's ready for the start of the promotion. And that's promoting them first and then their books. Mm -hmm. Karina, I want to talk more about your creative process, but first, why don't we underscore the author assist and tell people how to find that and connect with you and learn more about it. Well, you can actually go to my link tree page, which has every single social on there, all links to my books, all links to my presence on the web. Um, and that is uh, link tree. You stop at uh, TR and then it's dot double E and then slash Karina Ganters, all small letters. Or just come onto Facebook and put author assist Karina Ganters, and you can find me that way. We'll find you there. Perfect. Well, I mentioned at the outset, you're also a multi-award winning filmmaker. Connect the dots for us about the techniques <laughs> of writing, of promoting, of producing and releasing films to your experience in publishing books. It, it is all relevant because the awards that I've won are actually for my book trailers that I've created for my own books and then that clients have hired me to create for their books. Um, these um, international film festivals, they don't just uh, award uh, long feature films, they're looking for short film as well. Well, book trailers fit into that short film. And when I actually saw the first time I actually went on there, I don't know why I went on there, but I saw and it said book trailer. No, no, it said trailer. And I was you're thinking film trailer. Okay, it's a film festival film trailer. But why not for it to be a book trailer? Because a book trailer is a film. It's telling you the story of this book that's going to be playing as a film in your mind anyway. 
So it is a film. And so I put one in and I submitted it and it was accepted for the festival and I won. And I was like, the first time I was just so gobsmacked. And I've won 17 awards so far um, with different uh, book trailers. And I've also won awards for a documentary I did as well. And that was a one-on-one. -on -one, um, it was through COVID and it was about COVID. Um, it was me finding out what was really happening in all the countries because we were all getting false news. So I went one-on-one -on -one with 12 different countries around the world. And we talked about what their government has been doing for them. That was in 2021. And that's won seven documentary awards so far. Very cool. Well, like you, we love to connect with uh, creators everywhere. And here we find you in Greece today. Paint the <laughs> picture of your own creative environment. Tell us a little bit about your community and your space and the your paint the <laughs> picture, the vision for us. I, oh, it's so easy. I live in a tiny Greek village full of donkeys, old people and olive trees. We, we have uh, lots of uh, a big English community around the village, but we have nowhere to go or nothing to do. So we have to wait until the summer opens and the tourist area is open. Then we have the, the clubs, the karaoke bars, the restaurants, the taverners. Of course, most of them are all working then, so they can't really go out and enjoy themselves. Me, I work from home. I work 10 hours a day on my computer. And then I don't sleep because I suffer from insomnia. So I'm like two hours sleep a day. And in the summer, I'm down singing karaoke at my where my husband works at the bar and I love to sing. That's my second most passionate uh, creative outlet is singing. And uh, so uh, that's done in the summer. So yeah, that's, that's my, my uh, area. <laughs> I love that. And what's the name of the community? Help us find it on a map. Oh, we are, we are on the island of Corfu in Greece and we are a tiny village called Lefkimi. We're right down at the point down on the south. Can't wait to visualize it and uh, <laughs> find it on the map, as I said. Well, Karina, this is terrific. And I guess I will also want to then think about your projects and what's coming next for you. What are you immersing yourself in these days and contemplating your next project? At first, I had a, before um, the new year, I had a contract um, given to me and my co-author in a dystopian sci-fi book that we wrote. Um, they've took the contract for six books, which is going to be a trilogy. Now, the reason I say six books is because we're doing something very, very unusual. I'm writing mine naughty and she's keeping hers nice. We've got exactly the same plot, exactly the same characters, exactly the same story, but mine has the door open and hers has the door shut. So we give our readers the choice of naughty or nice. And so they took, they, we signed a contract for all six books, her three, my three. And so we're currently working on book one again now, because of course it was already out there for sale. Um, we've had to take it off the marketplace because the publisher's taken it now. She wants to probably rewrite it, who knows? Um, <laughs> so that's going on. I don't know how long that's gonna be till the whole three books are out, but uh, it's a very exciting project. And then my own, I have in times of violence, adult edition. Now, I've got In Times of Violence, Young Adult Edition came out. It was actually my first book ever. And I was determined after the four book series to write the adult because what happened was the first book is young adult, but the second, third and fourth 
is for adults and you can't box it like that with four books so you need the adult version of in times of violence so i'm currently working on that after 15 years of waiting <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be totally different from the the young adult version because after when you've been writing for so long your writing style changes and after writing dark romance and getting into the real deep dark parts of mafia and mcs and everything i could go back i could write a young adult but that's not my style now and so the the book that i'm working out working on now is going to be another dark romance because that's that's how i've evolved now into into what i'm writing at the moment Mm -hmm. Well, you've touched on two points I'd like to explore more. One is collaboration and two is this evolution. But let, let's talk about collaboration for a second, because oftentimes I've gotten feedback from listeners on the podcast that, you know, this image of the lonely author writing the novel on the Isles of Greece or in the woods, you know, somewhere uh, and then just sending it off to a publisher and there it goes. Uh, conjures up this image of this lonely creative, but you know the collaboration is key, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've done all my books by myself, um, and I've self-published a lot of them. I'm with a hybrid publisher and with a small press, and I'm also self-published. Um, it is lonely business writing, but it should be because you need to get into a bubble. You need so that the outside world doesn't exist. And we call that being in the zone. And when you're in the zone, you're just writing and what's coming out is gold. So you need that uh, solitary confinement to get that, to get into the zone and to get the gold out. Now with collaboration, this was uh, an old client of mine that I worked with for quite a few years. We both said we wanted to write a dystopian. We wanted to create a world that wasn't fantasy, but um, we didn't know what was going to happen in this world. We just decided, okay, they're going to live in mountains. All right, well, they're living in mountains. Why are they living in mountains? You know, and so the world starts building like that. You can't keep asking the questions. We were on a Zoom call for two hours. We kept asking the questions. We kept going round. We had, after two hours, the start, middle and end, the full plot, all the characters' names, all of what was going to happen in each chapter. It just, it was pure magic. The way that we were bouncing off one another, brainstorming ideas, it was fantastic. So after that two hours, we, right, you start with chapter one, I'll do chapter two. You do that bit with the uh, wedding. I'll do that bit with the with the plant, and and we give each other chapters to write. Then we'd cross over, we'd read through, we'd make changes, we'd edit, we'd give it back, make sure they were okay, and that's how we worked until we got to the end. We had a little bit problems of, of deciding how to end it because we thought it was one book. So oh. of course you want to end it with a full conclusion. And we did, we did end it with full conclusion, but we built such an amazing world, such an elaborate world with rules and, and ways to that they eat and, and their kind of entertainment they have all inside this cave. And then you have the outside people that are outside. How are they living? How are they surviving? So we created such a world, we said, we can't just leave it as one book. So we brainstormed this year and we got book two already in first draft before we got the contract then from the publisher. 
great story. But and it was amazing. That, Collaborations yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned this idea of evolution, that on the one hand, the idea, the theme, you know, even the title sort of incubated over decades and more, a decade or more. And yet, you know, your style and your uh, craft had evolved and built. How did you reconcile that? I, I think, you know, the reason I never wrote in Times of Violence adult edition was because I was not ready to write it. And now I am. So good. Because of writing Road Rage, because of writing Broken Chains, because of the darkness, because of enjoying every second I wrote those books, every scene I loved, and they're so dark. Um, but I absolutely loved writing them. And because I, I got into that style of writing, that told me I was ready now to do In Times of Violence Adult. But if I tried to have done that years ago, it wouldn't be as good as it's going to be. Mm, fantastic. Well, let's close with some uh, insight and advice based on your experience for writers who might be saying the second half of 2022, this is when I'm really going <laughs> to buckle down and get my work going. What would you say to that aspiring author? Start off small. Don't go straight for a novel. You'll just overwhelm yourself. If it's something you've been writing and then you had a, a saboteur, you're trying to get back in the saddle, start off small. If you're writing that novel that's always been inside of you, make sure you don't publish it unless it's ready. And for it to be ready, it's three things. You need to be able to afford to buy a professional cover. You need to be able to afford to purchase, purchase, to pay payment to a professional editor, and you need to have your book formatted. If those three things aren't done correctly, your book doesn't stand a chance. It gets, one chance when it's released and if that's your baby and it's always been inside and you've finally got it out and you've worked hard on it for for a year or so whatever through edits for your neighbor doing your edits and your sister having a look doing the edits no i'm sorry do not publish it you have to get it published uh, you have to get it edited correctly. You need to have that cover that's going to stand out. So, you know, don't try and design your own cover. Even if you are a designer, pay for someone to do it. When that book comes out, it's the first review. Now, if someone reads it and the formatting is all messed up or there's grammar mistakes, you're going to get a bad review and people are going to see that and they're not going to trust you or the book. Now, if you've done it correctly and you get that five-star review, you can guarantee that the next 10 reviews you get is going to be a four or a five-star and you've mm -hmm. done your job. And if you really want to make it as an author, then if you can't afford to do the editing and the good cover and the formatting, don't publish your book. Carry on writing. Get everything out you need to get out. Write short stories, whatever. Poetry, it doesn't matter. Write when you need to write, but save up until you can afford to put your book out there properly. Appreciate those insights, Karina. Especially, as you said, don't give up on the writing. Yeah, let's keep the creativity flowing, but the production part, let's make sure we get it right. Well, thanks so much exactly. for coming on the show, Karina. Can't thank you enough. 
No, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I knew we'd have a fun conversation. And listeners, <laughs> this is not just well-intentioned advice, which Lord knows we creative people get all sorts of feedback and input from people who are well-intentioned and want to support us. But Karina Cantus is an author who has 14 fiction titles under her belt and has won awards for her work. So these are uh, insights that we can take to the bank. Appreciate it, Karina, so much. Come back again next time because we're going to continue our around the world travels. We're not going to stop. We're going to continue whether it's virtual or live. We're getting on the airplane and we're stamping our creative passport all over the world. We're approaching our 200th episode. We've got 100,000 downloads thanks to guests and characters and stories like we've heard today from Korea. So we'll continue that for you listeners. Come back again next time. We'll continue to unlock your world of creativity. I'm Mark Stenson. We'll see you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.